0: My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast and today I'm going to start a new series all about the nine planets of Vedic astrology. So in Vedic astrology we just count the sun, moon, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and the nodes of the moon. The north node is Rahu, the south node is Ketu. We don't include Uh, uranus neptune and pluto which are part of western astrology and uh, the reason we don't include them in vedic astrology is because they're not seen with the naked eye from earth so they're not having as much of a significant effect on our uh, experience of life they have a significant effect over generations and long periods of time because they take a long time to transit uh, through the houses So they can be valuable to look at, and I will actually cover those towards the end of this series and how they might affect us. Uh, But in Vedic Astrology, traditionally, they're not considered uh, as significant. Though any Vedic Astrology app or uh, chart generator you look at, and when I send you charts, if you go to my site, if you want to see your chart, uh, you can go to quietmind.yoga/astrology. And there's a link on there to send me your birth info, and then I'll send you a chart. And you'll see all of these nine planets I mentioned, in addition to those three outer bodies that uh, we don't really count. So they're listed on there, so you can see where they are. But today, it's all going to be about the sun, and uh, the first celestial body I'm going to talk about here. And I'll say planets, I'll say celestial bodies, uh, but the you know the Rahu and Ketu aren't actually planets. They're just measuring where uh, the sun is passing by the north and south node of the moon for an 18 month period uh, so i'll just say planets to keep it simple or celestial bodies uh counting the rahu and ketu but today's all about the sun and what the sun means and if you're like me and you came from western astrology you knew your sun sign right? so i am uh Taurus, I am an Aries, I am a Gemini, you know, and that's kind of it. And you talk to people about Western astrology, and it's like, oh, this person's a, a, a Gemini, and that person's a Libra, and uh, and that's it, right? It's, it's really basic, and there's 12 types of people in the world. Obviously, that's not the case. That's not really how the world works. There's not just 12 types of people. There's endless possibilities, uh, endless little variations of personalities, and and that's all, that all can actually be seen in Vedic astrology quite well, uh, looking at nakshatras, looking at uh, degrees of planets, looking at aspects. But all that's kind of going way ahead of us. Just the main thing I want to get across here is that you are not just your sun sign. So wherever your sun is in Vedic astrology, it's just a part of you. And it's not even as big of a part of you as it's made out to be by sun sign, horoscope, astrology, stuff like that. Uh, and I would highly recommend stay away from that and just stop following those things. They're very general and vague and uh, they're based on typically Western astrology, which is not the actual placement of the stars in the sky and the planets in the sky uh, in those on the houses with the constellations. So, uh, go by Vedic astrology, go by where the actual placement of the planets are at the time of your birth, and go by the sun in Vedic astrology. is not just your personality, it's Uh, so many more things and the first thing is it's your soul it's your deep down who are you inside right it's not your personality it's not this external thing it's not your characteristics like we might think of it of it coming from western astrology but it's considered the uh, signifactor or the karaka of your soul and it also represents your father so if you want to know some about somebody's father in their chart you look at where the sun is placed and that will tell you a lot about that person's father and uh, father figures and leaders in their life if they don't necessarily, maybe they don't have a father or, or some sort of situation like that or, uh, you know, it can be, it can show a lot of different things, but anything to do with the father figures in their life. Uh, it can also represent kings or uh, rulership, right? We don't have that so much today in modern society, um, but where you feel like you are, you uh, in leadership in authority or authority figures in your life. This is what you'll see by the sun. It also can be uh, high positions of power in government. Any sort of position of power or authority is seen through the sun and where the sun's placed. The the sun is fixed and steady, so it's it's constant. It's always it's a big ball of fire in the sky. It never changes, right? Whereas the moon always changing, it's Pretty much the opposite, uh, and what we see of the moon is always changing. Sun is always the same, uh, and it's it's represented obviously by the element of fire and agni, which we don't have a direct uh, correlation to in in the West. Uh, the closest thing might be metabolism, but agni is like your digestive fire. It's uh, the foundation of your immune system, of your vitality, your health. If you have a strong agni, everything else is going well. The digestion, your sleep, your immune system, uh, all the systems of your body are all going well if you have a strong agni. If you have a weak agni, you have issues with all those things, or you could start to have those things break down. And it starts usually often with a weak digestive fire and trouble digesting, digestive distress, and then eventually more significant symptoms. So the sun is where you see that. You look at if somebody's having issues with their agni, their digestive fire, if their immune system's weak, their digestion's weak, they might have uh, their sun in a difficult placement, right? Like sun in Libra is where it's debilitated, or some difficult aspect like Saturn aspecting the sun can bring challenges, limitations there. Uh, but if it's like sun in Aries, where it's exalted, probably this person's probably going to have a pretty strong constitution, pretty strong digestive fire. Agni, pretty strong uh, immune system. Again, depending on several other factors. These are just uh, you know general generalizations here. So uh, the guna of the, the quality of the sun is sattva. There's uh, sattva, rajas, and tamas are the three main gunas. There are many more, but those are the three main ones. Sattva is like the uh, purest distillation of uh, pitta. So, I know I'm throwing in a lot of uh, Sanskrit concepts, but uh, there's vata, pitta, kapha, which are very uh, common to understanding Ayurveda, the three doshas, uh, three qualities, three types. Uh, And the distillation of those three types goes into the three gunas, which are rajas, tamas, and sattva. So essentially, all you need to know here is that rajas is like uh, quick movement and change and uh, sort of restlessness. And uh, tamas is like heaviness, dullness, lethargy. And then sattva is like pure, clear, sharp, focused, bright, right? The qualities of the sun, the qualities of sunlight, so uh, the sattva, guna. So if you're looking for, uh, in somebody's chart or your chart, if you're looking for, um, that, that, if you're wanting to create more of that clarity, focus and less of the maybe lethargy or if you're having issues with uh, too much lethargy or uh, too much restlessness of either the tamas or the rajas you look at where the sun is and what you can do to support the sun which could be something like sun salutations or uh, some sort of (laughs) sun gazing which i don't actually recommend but there is a yogi in india who uh He just stares at the sun and and doesn't eat. And you can look up that video. It's very interesting. This guy has been studied a few times. He just looks at the sun and uh, he says that it creates some sort of nectar at the back of his throat that drips down. And that's all he needs to do. It's like 15 minutes a day of uh, sun eating, it's called. I don't recommend this at all. I I've never done it, but maybe it is for you. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's uh, you've got a strong sun, and it'll bring you a lot of that sattva guna, the, the purity and clarity you're looking for. Again, not recommended, but uh, interesting to check out if you're interested. Uh, the The nature of the sun is mildly malefic. Right? It could be benefic. Jupiter's the most benefic planet. could be malefic, negative. Uh, it's mildly malefic depends where it is it depends what the sun's doing what house it's in what sign it's in if it's with other planets if sun's with jupiter uh in uh in say aries because it's exalted there it's going to be more benefic it's going to bring more energy vitality expansion growth personal growth personal development uh just a lot of drive and ambition and focus and and uh, in all more positive expressions of the of the sun the sun has its directional strength when it's in the 10th house. Why? The 10th house is considered uh, like the high noon time of day. You're most visible. It's your career to where people see you and what they see you as. Uh, so when the sun's there, it has this energy to move things and move things forward and this just this big spotlight. And, the, and people see you in your career and they're impressed with you and they uh, want to support you and and you just have uh, this movement and this directional strength. Like things move and things grow. And the sun uh, continues to bring good uh, qualities in the tenth house. Sun is uh, has a directional weakness in the fourth house. In uh, the fourth house is uh, signified by Cancer, which rules the Moon. So it's the opposite of the sun, and it's the home. Right. So the sun, the spotlight where everyone sees you, is now into the home where uh, people don't usually see you so much. So it doesn't have as much of that directional strength and it can, uh, you know, it all depends on what sign it's in. If it's in Aries in the fourth house, that could, be, uh, that could work out, it could kind of balance out where you have a little more energy and vitality there and maybe you work from home. Uh, but in general, the, the sun has less of its uh, directional strength in the fourth house. It's a little, it's a little weaker uh, depending on many other aspects. The sun rules the sign of Leo. So you look at the number five in a chart and then if you want to know uh what's ruling that house, so five so you see a five in the first house, and then you look for the sun. So your sun is ruling the first house. And the sun could be uh in the first house, the sun could be anywhere in the chart, but it's ruling Leo. And uh so Leo, if you think of like the lion, the king of the jungle, that's the sun, right? It's uh, leo is wants to be on the spotlight it likes to be a star it likes to be recognized and seen and uh it's it's hard not to see it just like the sun right you, you put you <laughs> it's just it's interesting it's always been interesting to me like uh how powerful the sun and how bright it really is because like it can be pitch black out and you turn on all these lights and you know you can go to like a stadium event and you see all these lights on like a, a football field and at nighttime and no matter how strong those lights are it's nothing even close nowhere near the power of the sun right it might light up that that stadium that field but 100 yards away even it starts it's not even that strong right but the sun it like goes you can see it anywhere in the house like even in like a dark corner of a room like the sun still reaches it so the sun, just like Leo, is like that as well. It's like it, it's hard not to see it. It just has this luminosity, this brightness that uh, people recognize it, and uh, and it has an authority and a sort of rulership. You could say king or queen. this a uh, sovereignty that uh, people respect it and, and see it. Sun is the natural ruler of the fifth house because that's the fifth sign associated with the fifth sign of Leo. So generally the fifth house is going to have some of the sun qualities going on. As I mentioned before, a sun is exalted in Aries and debilitated in Libra. So why debilitated in Libra? Well the king wants to be the, the ruler. And Libra is about relationships and compromise. So. Uh, the ruler doesn't usually like to compromise, and it can bring, bring about challenges and conflicts and disagreements and uh, hostilities, tempers, things like that. Unless somebody's very well practiced and uh, well disciplined to be aware of these things. And in that case, think of someone like Abraham Lincoln, where he uh, hired his opponents, hired his enemies into his cabinet because he wanted that discourse. He wanted to be the king and the ruler and the leader and wanted to hear everyone else's opinion and judgment and thoughts and perspective, including his enemies, and take that into consideration and apply that. So if you have Sun and Libra, that's a good role model to look at of how to work with that, uh, to still be a leader and take in feedback and, and consider other people's perspective and compromise. Uh the the sun is a little weaker in aquarius it's it's uh, it's not the strongest place for it to be uh saturn there saturn rules aquarius so that brings some limitation uh some delays and again the king's like an authority figure it wants to just you know lead and direct and uh, use its authority and power but uh in aquarius is like its progression it's uh it's uh, Saturn is delays and hard work and discipline and uh, lessons through time and patience and uh, right the Sun is a big ball of fire that just rises and sets consistently uh, it doesn't really like so much all that change of Aquarius and progression of Aquarius and that limitation of Saturn so again if you have uh, if you have Sun and Aquarius if you have that in your chart if you have the Sun in the number 11 in your chart um, you know what you can do is just have some sort of like a sun salutation practice is a great way to work with that or maybe a vinyasa practice or hatha practice where you're doing something that's disciplined and structured and uh and i would say maybe not the sun salutations but something that's a little more varied like the vinyasa practice because then it's progressive it's changing and uh and even right now that's you know vinyasa is a very popular form of yoga uh, that's part of this progression of culture towards uh so, you know, everybody's doing yoga now, so, uh, that's, you know, the Aquarius is part of that transformation, so sun, uh, in Aquarius can kind of be, uh, you can utilize that energy by having, like, a disciplined practice like that, or it could be, like, some, you know, there's lots lot, always some new exercise program, or, um, uh, orange theory, or something, or, uh, booty boot camp, <laughs> I don't know, whatever you're interested in, uh, that's kind of a little progressive, and, uh, a little disciplined is a good way to use that energy. Um, sun, the sun period when you have your sun dasha. So we all have these dashas, these period, planetary periods of time, where a planet rules. Are that period of our life, and the sun's is six years long. Uh, if you want to know yours, uh, that's something I can easily look at. You can again, you can go to QuietMind Yoga slash Astrology. And send your birth info and specifically let me know you want to know what dasha you're in. Uh, that's very helpful to understand. As I talk about the planets, I'm going to mention all those and uh, in the future I'll go much more in depth than what the dashas are all about. The sun uh, governs the head of the body. So if you have issues with the head, you might have issues. If you have issues going on with the sun, you might have issues with the head. Uh, and, uh, you know, if anything going on with the head, you want to look at what the sun's doing and how you can better work with those things. The gemstone uh, ruled by the sun is ruby. Uh, so if you... And you see in a lot of, like, uh, trophies and rings and things like that. Uh, champions, they get ruby, There's some ruby in their rings or their trophies. Because um, it represents, like, that, that leadership, that kingship, that authority, that, uh, that achievement, that success. Gold, obviously, uh, yellow gold. You think of the sun. Uh, that's the metal governed by the sun. The season, of course, is the summer. You could guess that, right? It's the hottest time of year. Uh, the time of day is around noon, of course, and around that. Similarly, like I said, the tenth house is considered around noon, and the, the highest, day, highest sun of the day. Colors ruled by the sun are pink and orange. Uh, if these, if the sun is weak in your chart. Throwing a little ruby gemstone in your room or uh, on some jewelry or something, a little pink and orange in your wardrobe or uh, in the maybe your personal items or your room. Right, these are ways you can work with this uh, and the flavors governed by the sun are the pungent tastes like garlic, uh, which or could be spicy things. Uh, so if your sun is weak, adding a little pungent foods to your diet can be helpful. General, just general keywords to think about to remember for the Sun: creativity, vitality, leadership, confidence, generosity. These are a lot of the uh, fifth house qualities as well, uh, ruled by Leo. The negative words to to remember for the Sun: arrogance, cruelty, conceit, pomposity, and aggression. All right, so there can definitely be some arrogance through the King uh, on his throne, of course. And uh, if you have a, a son, especially like a son in the tenth house, what kind of careers you might have for the son? Or if your son is ruling the tenth house, it's going to be anything in authority. Could work in government. Uh, could work in like a position of authority in the government. Could be an ambassador, a minister. Uh, depending if it's especially if it's in like the ninth house of religion, could be a priest or something like that. Um, could be working as like a, a banker, especially if it's uh, with Taurus. Maybe uh, if Sun's in the second house, ruling the career, you'd have. Uh, they could be a banker, or, or Sun and Taurus would be a different setup. But uh, Sun in the second house could be that. Uh, could be working in entertainment and in theater, because again, you're in the spotlight. Great place for the sun to be. And uh, could be working in medical field as well. Uh, The word Surya is uh, the Sanskrit word for the sun. And in yoga practice, uh, you may know the Surya Namaskar, the sun salutations, very common practice. And any mantra with the word Surya is a great way to uh, practice. Again, if you have a weak sun or you want to focus on the sun qualities in your life, any sort of mantra with surya in it is very helpful, or working anything with the third chakra, the navel. Um, the, anything to do with uh, strengthening the navel or core work or things like that it can also increase the sun. Uh, the third chakra is associated with the sun as well, the color yellow. All right. So this is, and then of course the um, the day of the sun is wait for it Sunday all right i guess you could have guessed that uh so uh, that's all my uh, sort of uh, review of what the sun's all about and uh, i hope this is helpful for you and if you want to know where the sun is in your chart and uh if you have any questions about understanding this more you can email me at jeremydevins at gmail.com that's d-e-v-e-n-s jeremy devins or visit quietmind.yoga slash astrology where you can uh Learn more about how to read your chart and uh, click that button to have me send you your birth chart. And you can look at where the letters S-U-R and you'll see uh, what sign it's in. And I'll actually send you a list that shows you uh, what sign everything's in, the degrees of it, and what nakshatra it's in. Which, if you want to do some deeper reading yourself, uh, you know you can do some research. But I will be posting episodes about that in the future. With this astrology stuff it's it could take lifetimes to learn. It feels like it's taken me lifetimes, uh, and I'm still learning something new every day. So if you're interested in this stuff and you want to understand it, I think uh just just learning a little bit every day is super helpful. And just knowing like, okay, just spend like twenty minutes listening to this podcast and I learned a little bit about the sun that's plenty for one day and let it integrate sink in so now whenever you see the sun you're thinking about these things you're remembering these qualities and you can review this anytime All Right, and then tomorrow you learn a little bit more and the next day you learn a little bit more and just slowly you kind of build this knowledge base and it becomes much more intuitional over time and you know how did these these sages and these seers uh figure this stuff out before they had a podcast before they had the internet they sat and meditated and they watched and observed and they noticed, you know, and they calculated what's happening in the sky and they they uh, looked at the time of people's birth and saw how it affected them, right, and you can do the same thing for yourself at first and if you get really into that then you'll probably want to know about how everyone else in your life is doing this and what's happening for them and uh, you'll start to, start to see these patterns as well and it becomes much more about intuition and much more about uh, clearing your own channel, right, it's, If you never learn a single word about astrology or learn any of this stuff or know any of these planets, uh, you can still have a super strong intuition and make very wise decisions and have a very fulfilled life. And I've met many people who are over 60 and they've never looked at anything to do with astrology, but I look at their chart and they've lived totally in alignment with their highest potential. It's like anything I see in their chart, like oh, you could have done this, you could have done that, and you know, and ask them questions. And it's like they're living it out, and they've lived it out to their fullest, and they never knew anything about astrology. So right, that, so just know, like you don't need to know all this stuff, but it's very fun and interesting when you do, and it gives our mind something to do, you know, something to, to entertain us if nothing else. Uh, but as we get deeper into it, it's like it's a very powerful predictive tool, very powerful uh, sort of forecasting tool to know uh, how best to direct our energy. So I hope you're enjoying this. And again, email me if you have any questions. And check out the website, quietmind.yoga astrology. Alright, and have a great day.